0: To Ephesians, Ephesians, uh, as I promised, there is a, uh, well, I said I would do it, I didn't promise necessarily, hold on, Jerry, Jerry, who's the preacher that did that, when we had Mr. Makowski, he'd always say, Walt, into the microphone, anybody remember, can't remember who it was, oh, he'd take his microphone and go, Walt, I can't remember who it was, All right, Ephesians, Ephesians 3. Uh, There is a a slideshow of the sleep in heavenly peace activity that we had uh, in the TV room with the teens. Uh, We had a great time. Uh, I think we built about 12 bed kits. So that's a blessing uh, that will go out to to kids in the community. Uh, Again, I just want to say thank you for praying for my wife and I uh, and the baby. She was born at 33 weeks and 6 days. Vivian Page joined us. Uh, not last Monday, the Monday before. So she's she's two weeks old. I, I had her in my arms the other day, and I said, "So now you're 35 weeks." So, uh. <laughs> but it's it's a blessing to have her. Uh, she's tiny. Uh, we took a picture of her next to one of the girls' dolls, and uh, she's a little bigger, but but not much. So uh, she's she's about four pounds, ten ounces, some somewhere around there. Uh, she got. We had to take her back to the hospital on Friday to get some numbers checked, and they were good. So it uh, looks like she's home permanently, but please keep praying that, that it stays that way. Uh, Ephesians 3. Uh, I don't know about the, the guys that, that preach um, up here, but for me, when, I, when I'm asked to preach, it's generally from, from some reading or maybe even something that's just going on in my life. And obviously, I've had a lot going on lately. Uh, So I'm just gonna—we're gonna take one word today, and we're gonna—we're gonna study the Bible a little bit, and uh, hopefully make some decisions for the Lord. Ephesians three, verse twenty and twenty-one. I'm going to read. This was actually the verse, our kind of our theme verse for the teens uh, in 2021. Uh, it just worked out that the verses were 20 and 21, so that was that was neat. All right, verse 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Able to do exceeding abundantly above. The word that we're going to talk about today is just simply the word More. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to preach. I thank you for our church. Uh, I thank you for uh, just the people of our church. And I thank you that you've brought some folks back to us, Lord. Thank you for for healing, Pastor. I pray that you'd continue, continue to do so. Uh, I pray for uh, my wife as she continues to heal. And I pray that the, the baby would stay healthy. Father, I thank you for just being a good God and, and allowing us to gather. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help, us, help me to say exactly what you want me to say. Lord, I can't do this without you. I need your power. I need uh, your words. And I pray that you'd uh, show these folks what you want them to hear in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so the word more. I was thinking just kind of, where do we hear the word more? Maybe maybe in pop culture or we hear it uh, on the news or we hear it uh, somewhere else. So the first thing that came to mind was uh, Oliver Twist. Who's ever seen Oliver Twist? Please sir, I want some more, right? Please sir, I want some more. Uh the next one uh, was if you did d- anybody remember my grandma beam? My my dad's her my dad's mom, her her favorite saying was when you would go eat there it was have some more. Have some more. She always wanted you to have more food. Uh how about this one? Here we go. No more rhymes now, I mean it. Anybody? There you go. Somebody finished it for me. Thank you. Uh, how about? But wait, there's more, right? Uh, if ladies, this is for you. And when you're in the nursery with with Addie, I'm sure when she finishes her snack, Addie will come up to you and say "mon mon." That just means more. I know it sounds like "mon," but it, it means more. Uh, a couple of our songs, uh, more, more about Jesus, more love to thee. Uh as I said, Addie and Malin definitely like to ask for more. We like to ask for more. If we if we have a good, if we have good food, what do we say? Can I have some more, right? Uh, so we're gonna just dive into more, the word more as it applies to our individual relationship with God. In other words, what what has God done for us that's more? Let's turn to First uh, Kings. First Kings. First of all, he gives more. God gives more. First Kings, we're gonna start in chapter three and verse seven. First Kings three, verse seven. You know what? God gives us more than we ask for. Isn't that a blessing? Think about the things that you ask God for, and he generally will give you more. Let's go to for, uh, 1 Kings 3, 7 through 14. Let's read verse 7. It says, And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. This is, this is Solomon speaking. And God basically came to him and, and gave him a blank check and said, Whatever you desire, uh, I'll give that to you. And uh, end of verse 7, And I am, but a, I am but a little child, I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen a great people, that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Here's the more. Behold, I have done according to thy words, lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also... There's the more. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. So there's one example where Solomon asked for something and the Lord gave him more. So the Lord gives us more. Let's turn to Luke, Luke 23. This is an interesting one uh, that I came across. Luke 23, we're going to start in verse 39. So we saw Solomon asked for wisdom, and he was given more. Here's a thief on the cross. Uh, Luke 23, we'll start in verse 39. It says, And one of the malefactors which hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dust thou not? Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. So the thief on the cross, only thing he really knew about Jesus was that he was innocent and that. Uh, as the, the superscription above said, this is the king of the Jews. So he asked of him, he said, when you come into your kingdom, please remember me. So the, the thief on the cross is thinking, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have a time period of when that uh, kingdom is going to come to pass. But Jesus says, today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. That's how the Lord answers us when we ask for things. Think about that. He answers us more. He answers us better than what we ask for. He gives us more than what we deserve. Uh, Let's turn to John 11. Look at one more example here. This is an example of not under. It's so much more that you don't even understand it, right? That's what our that's what our passage says. Uh, in Ephesians three, above all that we can ask or think, because this one went over this one went over uh, Martha, Mary and Martha's head. Let's go to uh, John eleven. John eleven eleven. We'll start in. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, "Our f- our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep." Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Uh, my sister-in-law, Sarah, uh, has, has been with us for a couple days. And actually, she just went home uh, just to help with the girls and things around the house. And uh, I was studying this part of, part of the message. And I, I read that to her. And we both kind of giggled. And then I said to her, you know what? Anytime that we, we laugh at the disciples or we laugh or, or you know, shake our heads at the Israelites, that's a, that's a cue to us that we need to look at ourselves and think, hey, you're not, you're not, you know, you're not the sharpest uh, pencil in the drawer either, right? Uh, we need to look at ourselves when we, when we sort of laugh at, at the, the disciples. Uh, verse 13, Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest and sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, sometimes Jesus needs to talk to us plainly, right? Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent ye may believe, nevertheless let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about fifteen furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha... As soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. And the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had said so so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The Master has come and calleth for thee. Uh I'm not going to continue reading. We know the end of the story. They ro- Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead. That, is, that was not even in her thoughts. That was not even in her, her, her request. But she knew that her God could give more. The more that she thought was the resurrection at the last day. But the more that Jesus had in mind was that he would raise him from the dead just shortly after. So, Jesus gives us more. He gave Solomon more. He gave the thief on the cross more. He gave uh, Mary and Martha more. How about us? You know what? God offers us salvation. Uh, a lot of the times, and rightly so, we, when we witness, we, we tell others about Christ and we mention heaven and hell, which is very important. It's, it's, that's, that's completely true. We need to... to Remind them without Jesus, without the forgiveness of sins, we are headed for hell. A terrible place called hell with fire and weeping and gnashing of teeth, the Bible says. And there's a place called heaven that, that the Lord will take us. It, uh, John 14, I believe, says he goes to prepare a place for us, right? There is a place for us in heaven. What about we tell them about salvation and they get saved and they have that assurance of salvation, and that's great. That's wonderful. But there's even more, right? There's even more that God does for us before we die. Yes, He's given us eternal life right then and there when we accept Him uh, and repent of our sin. But He's given us more. One thing. These are just three things that I wrote down that, that thought a couple thoughts uh, that we get that we get at salvation. We have an advocate with the Father. We can go to God at any time and make requests of him. We can go to God at any time and pour out our heart to him. I've done that several times just in the last couple weeks with with the baby and everything. Uh, He is there. He is always there. Uh, In teens, we're talking about the Baptist acrostic. So uh, B, biblical authority. A, autonomy of the local church. P, priesthood of the believer. Uh, So we're on P right now, so I'll stop there. Uh, We just said priesthood of the believer today. Priesthood of the believer. Think about that. We have access to God. We have access to the Creator. That's that's wonderful. That's, that's an, a bonus. That's more than maybe even we were told at salvation. A personal relationship with the Creator. We, have a, we can have a personal relationship with the God that spoke this world into existence. Number three, His yoke is easy and His burden light. Uh, when we... Go to God and give Him our burdens. We can take His burden, which is easy and light. Uh, I on the internet there was circulating a, a I don't know like a little poem or something like that. Basically, the, the premise of the poem was, and I think the title was, uh, "Going to Church is Hard." And the premise was, you know, going to church is hard. Go anyway. And I thought about that. I'm like, going to church isn't hard. Just go to church right? Go to church. Be there. Be ready to be a blessing and be ready to to get a blessing. Be ready to get more, as as we've talked about. Going to church isn't hard. Being a Christian isn't hard. Yes, there's difficulties. Yes, there's there's times that uh, we have to cry out to him, but that's one of the reasons those hard times are there. So this morning, if you're not saved, God has more for you. God has more in store for you uh, than you know right now. He has heaven. He has these three things we talked about, and he has a multitude things more. And if you're not saved, I encourage you this morning to take care of that before you leave this place. G- God definitely gave uh, my wife and I more than we expected uh, with Vivian, um, and you know we didn't know what was going to happen when when she was born. Basically, uh, I went home. It was uh, two Sunday nights ago. My wife was like, we should probably go. And I was like, okay. And I was like, look, and I said, I don't want to sit in the car for five hours. Because we took her, took her to the emergency room a, a few weeks ago or months ago now, I guess. Uh, and I had to stay, stay in the car because of the COVID rules and all that. So I said, look, I'm just going to go home. Like, unless I can come in, which I'm completely fine with coming in. Like, okay, I was being selfish, I'll be honest. Uh, I just didn't want to stay in the car. It was cold. Um, she's like, okay, okay, that's fine. You can go home as long as they say that you can't come in. Well, she went up there and the nurse said, of course he can come in. Come on in. So I was like, oh, okay. So when I went up there, uh, they did some tests on her. They were going to keep her 24 hours. And I was like, can I just go home and get some sleep? She's like, sure. Again, me being selfish. Sorry. Uh, so I went home and Sarah Finster was at our house and she was watching the kids while it was late. So she was sleeping on the couch, I just ran upstairs. So I was like, okay, whatever. So 6.30 in the morning, Sarah Finster's waking me up. And I'm like, why are you waking me up? <laughs> and she's like, uh, your wife's water broke, you need to uh, go to the hospital. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I don't wake up very well at all. So uh, that's, how, that's how I found out we were gonna have the baby. Um, and there's just a lot to the story that I don't necessarily want to take the time for. Uh, but we didn't know what was going to happen when she came out. And we just prayed and we, ho- and we hoped that she would turn out well. Uh, she came out screaming. So that, was, that was always a, that's a good sign. Um, a couple of blessings uh, that I just wrote down was uh, she never had to have oxygen. She never had to have a feeding tube. That's amazing. It really is. The nurses nurses kept saying, this isn't how a preemie should be acting. (laughs) And, you know, I'm like, I know. I know. There's lots of people praying. There's lots of people that have been praying for us, that have been praying for that little girl. And uh, the Lord just gave us more blessings than I can even imagine. And that's where the, the thought of this message really came from was, He's given me so much more than I deserve. He's given me so much more um, than I can even imagine. One thing he also gives us is he does give us more than we can handle. But he gives more grace. Let's go to James. James chapter 4. James 4, verse 6. Verse 6 of James 4 says, But he giveth, giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. He gives more grace. Just thinking about the last couple of months and, and what the Lord had us go through. My wife wrote a uh, very long the story, basically, of, of Vivian from the beginning to end. And, um, and I read it and I was like, we went through all that? You know why I, thought, I think that? Because God gave, me, gave us and my family so much grace to get through that period that I look back at it and I say, I don't even remember all that. That's how good God is. That's how much more grace he gives us. Let's go to Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians 12. seven through ten. This is the this is Paul with the, the thorn in the flesh, and it says, Unless I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing uh, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect. In weakness, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. His grace is sufficient. He gives us more, and he gives uh, us more, he, he gives us more, almost more than we need. Uh, one thing I'd like to say is, don't miss it when he gives you more. Don't be so caught up in your circumstances or in your requests that you almost miss uh, when he gives you more than you ask for. Uh, one of the nights, because I, with with uh, her being in the hospital so long, I work is great and gives me five free paternal days. So basically, I was trying to figure out how to take those five days. I asked if I could split them up, and they said it was fine. So my wife and I decided basically to take every other day, so I could spend the night at the hospital and then go home, work the next day, and then spend the night, etc. So. Uh, I ended up doing that, and it, and it worked out perfectly. Um, but one of the nights coming back, the roads weren't great. Uh, I was kind of praying for, for traveling mercies, and I saw a car off the road. and I almost stopped because I was going to help them, but there was a couple of people there helping, so I kept going. Um, and then I got stuck behind traffic, and I was like, there was really no rush to get to the hospital. But, you know, you want to get there. You don't, I don't like being in between, right? Uh, so I'm looking a couple cars up and I'm like, oh, it's just a plow. Okay, whatever. We're behind a plow. And then I looked in front of the plow and there's this Amazon van. It has its blinkers on and it is going so slow. I'm talking about 10, 15 miles per hour. We are just crawling along and I'm like getting frustrated. I'm like, wow, Amazon can't afford the nice car, nice uh, vans or the nice tires, blah, blah, blah. You know, in my head, I'm thinking all this. And then God's like, You're behind a plow in this really bad weather. And I I stopped and thanked the Lord, and I realized I missed it. I was missing it. There was a plow in front of me that was going to help me get to my destination. Yes, we're going slow. Yes, I'm not going to get there in the time I want to get there. But there was a plow. And at one point I was like, why don't the Amazon van and the plow switch? Because then maybe the Amazon van will go a little faster. But no, I had missed the blessing. I missed the more that the Lord was giving me, right? He was giving me that, that safe uh, travel. But sometimes we only look for what we asked for, right? You're asking for a certain thing in faith and believing, but you're asking for a certain thing that maybe God doesn't want to give you, or he wants to give you more, right? Right? <clears throat> Let's turn to Mark, Mark chapter 4. This is a, an interesting story. Um, my in laws go to a camp, uh, like a, I say camp, it's just a campground, uh, and they have what, what our family calls family camp, so we're not confusing it with like teen camp or something. Uh, so. Uh, we go down in Pennsylvania, and there's a really, from what I can tell, a very nice church there. Uh, actually, the last two years I've gone, they they don't have a pastor. They've been looking for a pastor, but you know, good music, good doctrine, from what I can tell, uh, really decent church. I I, th- I think about them a lot, uh, just because of of how how much it makes me feel like I'm at my home church. Um, well, they had a special speaker there, and he preached on this passage. So Mark 4, Mark four thirty-five, and I had, I had never seen this before, and this is uh, from last summer, so obviously it, it stuck with me. Verse 35 says, And the same day, this is Mark four thirty-five. 35, And the same day, when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. We're going to come back to that verse. And he was in the hinder hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So, what are the disciples concerned about in this passage? They're concerned about the wind, they're concerned about uh, the weather. And then at the end, they say, Wow, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's go back up to verse 37. It says, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship. So that it was now, what? Full. They missed something, right? What happens to a ship when it's full? It sinks, right? They may have missed something. You don't see any evidence here anyway that, hey, their boat is full and they're not sinking, right? Because Jesus is on that boat and Jesus is taking care of them. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? The boat was full. And it wasn't sinking. Don't miss it when God gives you more than you ask for. Don't miss it. Okay, so that's the first, kind of the first part of my message. Uh, what does God do for us that's more? Now, how about this? How can we give him more? One thing we should give more of uh, is our time. You know, I always, I always joke uh, with, with my wife and I say, you know, everything in, in this physical world is time versus money. Right, it's just okay. Do you want to spend the money or do you want to spend the time? Uh, We talked about that in uh, VBS decorations. You know, with the early earlier days with Pastor Ingles, and uh, we'd always spend a lot of time on decorations. We'd color our own decorations, et cetera, et cetera. But we've more shifted to spending a little less time and a little more money on those VBS decorations, right? So that gives us more time to work on lessons, work on other things uh, besides decorations, right? So time versus money. Those are both things that we talk about, uh, you know, redeeming the time, giving to missions, right? We talk about those things, and that's something that we can always, I think, always give more of. We can always give more of our time and our money. Our talents. I really hope everyone in this church is applying their talents that they're given. Sometimes I think it's a, it's a pride issue. Like You almost don't want to identify your talents because, oh, yeah, I'm good at this, but I can't tell anybody because they'll think I'm you know full of myself or something. No, identify what you're good at. That's important. You need to know what you're, you're good at and you need to know what your weaknesses are as well. And I hope you're applying your talents here at church in ministries. Another thing we can give the Lord uh, is more of our knowledge. I think we spend a lot of time uh, learning things that maybe don't matter so much. I think we spend a lot of time on, uh, on watching things that aren't necessarily bad, but they don't matter, right? Uh, I think I, I heard someone say, I can tell a lot about you by looking at your YouTube search history. You know, are you looking stuff up to, to learn about things? Or are you just watching stuff for entertainment? Are you, are you looking things up to, to gain some knowledge? Or are you just trying to amuse yourself? So we should give him more. Also, you know, when you're going through trials, always look for someone else that you can pray for that's going through more than you are. Because there's always going to be someone. Uh, we've been pl- praying for a girl by the name of Chloe Harris. Uh, they had a little boy. Seemed healthy. Um, and she... I don't know the whole story. Uh, Chloe, Chloe and I actually know each other from Budapest. They Back in 2014, we went to, to Budapest together. So... Um, you know, that story is a little more close to my heart than just, you know, somebody that, that got sick or, or had a baby and, and had complications. But Chloe was in the ICU, and I believe she's going to need open heart surgery. Uh, she had um, some major pains, complications. You know what? My wife and I went through some stuff, but nothing like that. God, God uh, really took care of us. And that helped me realize look, you're in a good situation where you can pray for people like that. You can you can help people like that um, because it could easily could easily have turned out differently for us as well. So there's always someone else going through more. Let's turn to Second Peter. Second Peter chapter one. 2 Peter 1 we're going to read 15 through 19. 2 Peter 1:15 says, Moreover I will endeavor that ye may be able after my my decease to have these things always in remembrance. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty: for he received from God the f- the Father, honor and glory, when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. Verse 19, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do, do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn, and the day star arise in your hearts. That's, that's, a, that's a, quite the passage. It talks about uh, Jesus, and it talks about uh, the Father, honor, and glory. Uh, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And then he says, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. We have a book that was given to us that we need to be reading more. It is a more sure word of prophecy. Pastor uh, always gives us a um, a Bible reading schedule, but this year and uh, other years, he's encouraged us. Look, I don't care if you read this or or you follow this Bible reading schedule. Just get in the book. It is the more sure word of prophecy. We have uh, again Baptist B stands for biblical authority. This is our instruction manual. This is this is it. This is the book. This is what we need. To follow. It is the more sure word of prophecy. Uh, lastly, under under more, uh, as it applies to, or actually, there's one more after this. Sorry, I missed that one. Uh, so second to last, we could give more grace. You know what? I find that we are very quick to judge people when not knowing situations. Myself included. We we jump to conclusions, right? Uh, Man, I'm full of bad examples about myself. I guess that's good. Uh, So one of the times I went to the hospital, it was a weekend. So to tell you how well I knew the security guard at the front desk, the last time we went, he asked for my last name. He goes, oh, Aaron, right? I was like, yeah, that's me. I've been here. I've been here a while. Uh, So, well, on a weekend, I think it was Saturday, uh, I went up to the hospital. And, well, this, you know, the guy that knows me doesn't work on weekends. The guy that knows me, he literally types in my name, pulls a sticker, I put it on, I walk up, right? Well, this new guy, there was, first of all, when I walked in, there's like four people in front of me. I'm like, what is this? Uh, so I finally get up there, and he's like, what's your name? He types it in. Uh, Who are you here for? Types it in. Oh, did she have a boy and a girl? I'm like, no, no, just a girl. Okay hold on, let me call up there and make sure it's okay for you to come up. And I was like, I'm sorry? I said, you can call up there, but no matter what they, this is what I said, I I told my wife and she's like, I can't believe you did that. I said, you can call up there, but no matter what they say, I'm going to go up and see my baby. And he's like, well, sir, I just need to ask them. So finally I got my sticker and he looks at me and he goes, sir, I'm really sorry. I haven't been here the last three months and I don't really know the protocols and things change a lot. And I felt like garbage. <laughs> so you really got to know where people are coming from, especially especially someone who might work retail or something like that. You never know what they've just run into, right? We need to have and give more grace. Uh, and I felt terrible after that happened. So that, but it helped. It gave me a point in my message. So that was a blessing. <laughs> But we need to give more grace. All right, Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. We need to be in church more, not less. That's what, that's what bothers me about COVID is, well, yeah, I understand we had to shut down for a little bit. And, but that's just going to church less. And we know the day is approaching, right? We know that day is coming. And we need to be in church more. And it, as much as lieth within you, you need to be in church. You need to be in church. And we need to be at church more. So, just to, to sum up uh, and, and kind of uh, conclude here, we sh- what should we get? I'm sorry, what should we do to get more? If you want more, what should you do? How about give more yourself? Uh, Luke six thirty-eight. I'm just going to read it, it. Says, "Given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom for the same measure that ye meet withal." shall be measure, measured to you again. Jude, can you come up here? Did I, I scare you? Sorry. I know we know what this looks like, but I think it's good to see it every once in a while. Can you hold this? I just want everybody to be able to see it. So I stole this from the, the nursery. Yeah. And this is Malan's. If you guys have never played with kinetic sand, it's a very neat toy, right? Yeah, he likes it too. All right, so the it's the verse says give, right? So give, so let's see, let's give. So we give, right? And we oh, already did part of the, what's the next part? It says, does it say press down? Good measure, okay. That's a pretty good measure, you think? You tell me, okay. Good measure, press down, all right. Go ahead, Jude, push it push down. All right, so we got some more room. We got some more room, right? And then what's it say? Press down, we did that. Shaking together. You shake it. You go like this. This this actually presses down pretty well, so that might not make a whole lot of room. There you go. Press down, shaking together, and running over. So we're gonna add some more. You can shake it, press it down. And that's just from, what's the first part say? It just says give, and then it says, shall be given unto you. And then all of those steps. It doesn't require, thanks, Jude, you can sit down, buddy. The giving, at least according to this verse, does not require you to give the good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. It just requires you to give. And that is what you'll get in return. And what I always love about this verse, too, is it doesn't say, at least in this context, it doesn't say that God's going to give unto you. It says that men shall give unto your bosom. God uses people. God uses people to give, uh, and maybe you can be a part of that good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Let's go to Matthew 13. Matthew 13. Matthew 13, verse 58. Verse 58 of Matthew 13 says, And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. If you want more in your life, you've got to believe that God can do it. You've got to believe that God can give you more. Uh, James 4, 6 uh, s- says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. You know what? If you want more, you need to be humble. You need to be humble. Luke twelve forty eight says, For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. If you want more, you have to look for it. You have to be prepared for it. Um, God wants to give us more. God wants to give us more. Let's turn back to Ephesians 3, and we'll close. Ephesians 3. Read verse 20 and 21 again. Now, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. If you aren't saved, he wants to do more for you. He wants you saved. He wants you to get all the benefits of being saved. He wants you to be his child. If you are saved, he wants, he wants more for you. He wants more for you to give. He wants more that uh, you can learn from him. He wants to give you more. He has done so much more for us. Really, it's if you think about it, it's a pattern. It's a pattern of, of, of God. You know, we, we think of repentance as a, as a pattern in the Bible. Uh, the people of Noah's day needed to repent. We need to repent. You know what? God gave those old, those old Testament prophets and those, those Old Testament people more and he wants to give us more as well. And he's already done so much more. I'm looking at, at faces that I know God has done so much more for you than you deserve and more for me than I deserve, right? Because the truth of the matter is we deserve hell and God has been so good to us on, on, on earth and so good to us in giving us salvation, so these things that we talked about that we, could, that we could give more, we could give more of our time. Are you applying yourself in ministries? Are you giving as much money to, to, to the missionaries as, as we should be? Are you giving as much money to church as we should be? Uh, you don't have to turn there. I'll turn there. Malachi 3. To kind of go with, uh, we talked about how uh, given it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. All that required was one action, giving, right? Uh, How about Malachi 3.10? It says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove now me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, and there shall not be room enough to receive it. I'd say that's more, right? And what what is it requiring there? It requires you to tithe. You 10%. 10%. That's, that's not asking you for more. That's just you doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then God says, I'll give you more. I'll give you more than you even have room to receive. Let's pray. Father, I thank you uh, for the blessing of your book. I thank you for the things that you've given to us That it, that's more more than we can even handle, more than we can even think. It's outside of our our boundaries. It's outside of the radar that we have in our minds uh, of of your blessings. Lord, you're so good to us. And uh, in turn, that should really motivate us to do more for you. Lord, help us to think of these things that uh, were mentioned, that uh, we can apply more uh, to our lives and, and give you more than we give now. Either time, money, knowledge, or anything that you want more of, Lord, more grace to people. Um, Just help us to to see these things. Help us to examine our hearts. Lord, help us to be thankful and, and grateful for the more that you've done for us. And we'll be careful to thank you and praise you for everything you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.